Who loves Naveen? He's a champion. Good morning, everybody. And uh, welcome to church, everybody in Lincoln Lane as well. So good to have you online, everybody in Zambia and everybody in Germany who's coming into Global Heart Home this morning. So good to have you here with us. Everybody who's new to church, welcome. If you're new, welcome. If you weren't here last week because uh, you didn't get a reservation, welcome. We're glad to have you here. If you joined church online while we were online, uh, we're just thrilled that you are here today. At last, we get to see you. So welcome, everybody, and uh, so good to have you here at our special weekend because it's our Heart for the House weekend, which is really an opportunity for us to sow into our future. And so we're really glad to have you here to be a part of that, which is awesome. And I uh, just want to encourage you to, I think we just saw the ad there with um, uh, the uh, meeting with Mark Webb, who is one of Perth's top clinical psychologists, and he's also a fantastic Christian. So uh, in the middle of everything that he was talking about, he knows the Lord. And so he's, he's going to be speaking, uh, coming to our Connects this week. And the, is it the following week as well? Thank you so much. This week and the following week. So you need to get in Connect uh, because there's always something going on at Connects. And you can join up today at our information desk at the back and, uh, and get into it. So you can be there and hear him talk about mental health right now. And I did it in two parts. So you'll hear it one week and then the second week, two part, and I asked him questions and tried to get in there and get into his heart as a believer, but also as a clinical psychologist, what we can do uh, in this season. So it'll be really, really helpful, everybody. How good was that Bible college ad? The Zoom Bible college ad. I love that. That was really, really great. And uh, what a great team of people in the Bible college. That Bible college right now is filled with people with incredible cause of God in their life. So I'm just uh, excited about all the cause of God and the people there, the amazing people. Dwayne and Maria, we just love you guys. So, and I love all of them, but just, uh, it's fantastic. So consider Bible college, think about it, because we're just producing people now who are touching the world. Liam and Lisa are here with us at the minute uh, in next door, uh, now pastoring our church in Zambia. Who knows what God will do with you? And by the way, you don't have to be a pastor. You're a full-time minister, whatever God's called you to do whatever God's called you to do. So we're just going to help encourage you into your amazing calling. Can we pray together, everybody? Let's just pray together. Father, just thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Father, for everybody in Winton Road. Thank you, everybody in Lincoln Lane service, Lord, right now. Under the sound of my voice, I just pray, Father, touch everybody, bless everybody, speak to everybody. Lord, grow our hearts. Help us to be generous, Father, on our Heart for the House weekend. Give us a great generosity. Give us new understandings, Lord, about the power of unity and the power of uh, giving and sowing, Lord, into our future here as a church and as a church family. And Father, as we sow into our own lives, Lord, Father, I just pray, God, bless everyone. Fill us with fresh revelation, fresh insight. And I pray for anybody who doesn't know you today, Lord, or anybody who's away from you. Let this be the day they come to know you. Our Father, let it be the day where they come home to you. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle of salvation and the miracle of restoration. Father, both here in Winton Road and also in our Lincoln Lane service this morning. Father, I pray it now in Jesus' name and everybody who agreed with that said together, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great hand, everybody. You can all be seated. You can all be seated. Lincoln Lane, so good to have you with us, and uh, just so thrilled to have you with us today. And God has done something awesome in the first service. In here, we had in our first service, at least six people give their lives to the Lord. And, uh, and so next door, people responding to God as well. So we're just seeing God doing great things, everyone. 
and so excited about all of that. And um, missed you incredibly. If this is your first service back, we've missed you incredibly. Uh, we can't hug you, but we can wave at you. So that's what's happening now. There's a lot of waving going on. So wave at people and smile, okay, which should be really, really good. Just saw Matt, Matt, and Sonny. Congratulations, Matt, and, and to Sonny as well. Matt and Sonny just got married in this COVID era. And uh, so I'm coming to the wedding later. And, uh, but they just got uh, married. We just congratulate you, Matt and Sonny. And they're also just having to navigate that season with weddings and, you know, uh, we're going to hold your reception. Everything. These guys, everything got turned upside down. But in the middle of it, God's with you, mate. God's with you. And we're really, really thrilled. And you know I'm personally really thrilled for you and Sonny. It's fantastic. Can we give these guys another hand on their getting married? And uh, did you know I became a grandfather? Have I said that? I don't know if I've mentioned that. I don't know. I've... I don't know, but we became grandparents. Our lovely daughter-in-law, Kerry, and my son, Nathan, had a beautiful little boy named Joel, who'll be three weeks on Tuesday, our first grandson. And so Sue and I are just thrilled, pumped, and besotted. And we've caught the grandparent thing, you know. We already feel like spiritual grandparents to a lot of your children, and uh, so we already felt like that. And then we said, no, when you become a grandparent, it's really going really gonna to get you. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. People are making this a bit bigger. But it actually just get your heart. And so we're in love with little Joel. And Nathan, please invite your father over and your mother as well. We need to come and see our grandson in Jesus' name. Who agrees with that? Nathan, did you hear that? Who agrees with that? Nathan, Kez? <laughs> so, you know the old thing of keep out of your children's lives, whatever. Anyway, all right. Well, right now, what we need to be doing is we need to move along with the service. Everybody in Lincoln Lane, uh, we're going to head in right now, and we're going to see a great testimony from an amazing couple in our church who serve across the board in so many areas in our house. And you're going to hear from Reza, who actually was uh, a Muslim when I met him and, uh, and actually got to share with him and pray for him. Before he was a Christian, he became a Christian in our church. And, uh, and him and Simone, just wonderful people with a great family. We've got four children now, and they're just sharing a bit of their testimony on Half of the House uh, weekend, encouraging us all in our giving. So let's have a look and hear from them. We have four kids. We just had our fourth uh, eight weeks ago. And it is a full house at home with four kids and a husband working from home. But we are great. <laughs> God's house to me is where I um, met Jesus after seven years of following Simone and being a church attendee. Um, this house is where I became a Christian. This house is where my kids grow up. This house is where our best friends are, where our community is. And um, this, is, this is our home. This is where we, um, we want to be. Being part of Global Heart, um, I've received guidance on how to be a better man, how to be a better husband, how to be... Um, a better father, how to be a better leader. Being part of God's house, I've learned the Word of God. I've been always pointed to Jesus. I've had a direction when I've needed it. I've had um, encouragement when I've been low. I've had lots of fun memories. I've learned how to be a better mom. I've learned how to be a better half. And being part, being part of God's house is the best decision we've made for our family. Some of the reasons that uh, we're motivated to give is it's an investment in God's house, which in return um, creates community, which in return helps our kids grow up in God's word. It's almost a non-negotiable non part of our yeah, life um, because it's, it's 
the church is so important to us that giving is just part of um, doing our, our bit for our home and, and where we grow up. It's an extension of our obedience to God. We don't give out of a feeling. We give because we so desire just to say thank you to God for his absolute kindness. I think if you wait for the feeling to give, then you're probably never going to get it. But now, giving is more than an act of obedience. It's something, it's like a desire for us. It's like a passion for us. It's how, how can we resource the church more or who can we, who's in need that we can give to. It's just, we hold money loosely because it's not something that we're going to take into the other world. It's just something that we that is a means to an end here. One of the um, most quoted uh, Bible verses, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, it talks about God loves a cheerful giver. But before that section about God loves a cheerful giver, it talks about that if you give sparingly, you will reap sparingly. If you give abundantly, you will reap abundantly. For us, the feeling of giving and loving it so much comes from first giving sparingly, and that's okay. But then we've been able to give abundantly and received abundantly. And then it it's fulfills itself because it is so joyful for us to give and see what actually happens with, with our giving and what the church is able to do in the community. I'd like to encourage you that if you're hesitant to start giving or you're hesitant to stretch your giving, I'd love to encourage you just to throw your fears to God. He will meet you wherever you're at. And I've learned in my Christian walk with God that so much of my hesitancy is always based in fear. And as soon as you just make that first step, He will come flooding down and shatter you through that fear. I want to encourage you um, in how you could play your part in Global Heart Church in any way possible. So whether it's small according to whoever, whether it's huge according to whoever, it doesn't matter what part it is, just play your part because by doing any component of your part is we get to grow as a family and it is just incredible when when you stop thinking about hey um how challenging it is to give because for us it's just how thrilling it is to give how joyful it is to give because we know that god blesses us in return and that's um you know we talk about it all the time about it it's almost um, difficult to understand that it's uh, people think giving is challenging because for us it's joyful it's almost like how can we do this more how can we how can we bless people more how can we bless our church more but I'm looking forward to the time where giving is is received in a way where we are so encouraged to do it and we have no fear yes we have wisdom and we are um, we give with a budget but we give to an extravagant God who gives back to us so extravagantly. And if you just stick to the belief that He is so good all of the time, He is eternally good. Even when you can't see it, He is always good and He's always kind and He will always meet your needs. Then giving is just something that you'll do with the most um, generous and cheerful heart. Amen. Let's thank them. How good was that? Let's thank them. Yesterday we, uh, and that was inspiring. Yesterday we uh, had a bunch of people who gathered with our influential ministry. Influential, everybody, is a ministry that we have for people who believe and have captured the fact that they're meant to be an influencer. 
And uh, that's in all areas. That's not just in business, by the way. That's if you're a school teacher, you're an influencer. I believe if you're a doctor, you're an influencer. If you're a mother, you're a fantastic influencer. Dads, you're an influencer. But, you know, you can be out in, in the financial sector. You can be wherever, but you understand, hang on, God has placed me here, and I am an influencer. And I want, I want a whole bunch more people to really capture that. But yesterday, we had Benjamin Lim come in from Singapore, zoom into us, and he oversaw uh, New Creation Church in Singapore, uh, build the most expensive church in the world, as far as we know. And uh, we thought, uh, we'd made actually a bit of a divine connection with him. Uh, he's just a great, great, humble guy who God has raised up to be part of uh, helping that church do what they're called to do. But their building program for their church in Singapore, as they went through, they started out with a $200 million, $300 million budget. It went to $500 million Singapore dollars. And, uh, and he told us yesterday that in their church... Uh, there wasn't one person gave over a million dollars. One gave a million dollars. But it, the, they were able to build a $500 million church, the most expensive church, seats over 5,000 people, services all the time. By the way, this weekend, we've got eight services happening, everybody, just so you know. Eight services all weekend. It started Friday night. Uh, and so he encouraged all of us in our giving. And here was the good thing, too. Uh, just reminding you about God's house being a supernatural place. Um, can I just encourage you? You may never have heard this, but God actually heals people. And he's actually a healing God. And one of the reasons I became a Christian is because my auntie actually got healed after prayer at a church. That really ins- was, was one of the inspirations. But anyway, we had a couple who uh, I prayed for in Africa. We were trying to have a children for four years. We anointed them with oil. A month later, she was pregnant. Geordie was just there with me before this COVID era hit in Africa. They were still trying to have their second child. We prayed with them, anointed with them oil again, and they were pregnant a month later. So God's a healing God. Well, Benjamin Lim just told me that when he was here, I had a word for him, which was, you know, uh, I couldn't remember it. And he said part of the word was that somebody in his family would be receiving healing. And I didn't know, but he has a benign brain tumor. And uh, at this stage, it's totally been benign. He's been having MRIs. Anyway, after he went and had uh, a checkup on that, he just said yesterday how when he went there, the doctor said, what have you been doing differently? And he said, what do you mean? He said, your tumor shrunk 66%. <laughs> and, uh, and so he said, that had not been happening. And he said, and then that prayer and the word. So, you know, we just need to understand God is supernatural, everybody. He's a supernatural God. What we're doing today is supernatural in Jesus' name. And uh, so, yeah, so anyway, he inspired our influential people yesterday that they uh, uh, raised the finance from all their church, everybody playing their part. You don't need to play anybody else's part. You just need to say, Holy Spirit, what's my part? Every person, I want to encourage you, ask Jesus what your part is, and God will speak to you. And as you play your part, listen, that's when the fun starts. When, we, when Christians begin to ask God, God, what is my part? What should I do? They, you know, humbly ask Him. Here's the great thing. God will put in your heart and in your spirit, and you'll go, okay, God's telling me this. The fun starts when we begin to hear God and we begin to walk in what He told us to do. A lot of people, I think, in life, but definitely some Christians, are frustrated and go, like, where's God? Why is God not moving? God? Why is God not doing? Sometimes we have to ask God, Lord, I need you to speak to me. What's my part? And then it's in responding to what he says that we begin to see God's hand move miraculously in our lives. So, so anyway, so we need to raise $400,000 coming out of our COVID era so that Global Heart Church here in our auditorium 
we can make it a better experience for you when you come to church. We want you to come to church and not feel like, hey, I can't hang around. Even at the end of this service, we, with the government guidelines, we've got to kind of let, let, get everybody to leave fairly quickly after the service. Not straight away, but fairly quickly. But what we want to do is we want to have whole areas here where you can hang out with your friends before church, after church. You can have a coffee. You can sit. You can stay and have food. We're going to have a whole cafe area over here. We're going to have a whole kids glassed in play area at the back but the auditorium is going to be uh, separated so all that can be happening normally after church because we're going uh, here on Sunday to three services you kind of got to move out pretty quickly and Friday night but this way you can be able to hang around you can bring your friends bring your family bring new people eat coffee hang and it's going to be home rather than hey you got to go so we can fit everybody in so we don't have to spend 500 million dollars thank you Jesus we have to spend four hundred thousand dollars more on uh, what we've received already so that we can get it done. So we're going to give you a quick run through and a quick glimpse of what it's going to look like. It's not going to be exact, but you're going to get a bit of a feel for it. And uh, have a look out. Uh, I think Albert Jacobs sitting in his fine suit on one of the seats, but that's all. That's just how I view it. Have a quick look. Here's a run through of what it's going to look like, everybody. Okay, give the Lord a hand. That's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. So on your seat, everybody, you will have found a heart for the house uh, slip. Uh, you can actually, during the service, if you've already said to the Lord, Lord, what's my part? Because we talked about it um, over the last week or two, and you're ready to go. You can fill that out. At the end of our service, we're going to be praying together, both here and in our building next door, Lincoln Lane, where we have got our service now. Hi, everybody, again in Lincoln Lane. Get ready. We're going to be uh, honoring the Lord with our Heart for the House offering at the end of the service, but you can prep that now if you feel like you already know what you're doing. Uh, otherwise, after the service, you can stop and, you know, you can be asking the Lord now in the service, and at the end, uh, there will be our ushers at the door with containers for you to play your part in this significant weekend where our goal is 400,000. We can do it. Lincoln Lane, we can do it. Come on, church, we can do it. Come on, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. And, uh, but it takes us doing it together. And uh, I, didn't, I don't like the term. Some people say it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. I like the term it's not equal giving, it's equal privilege. It's equal privilege because it's a privilege to play our part in God's kingdom in Jesus' name. All right. This year, everybody, at the beginning of the year, I declare this the year to invest. If you're new to church, uh, welcome. 
but we've been going now for 21 years. Yeah, right. Wow. And, uh, and so at the 20-year mark, we we're like, what do we need to do now? Well, we need to sow again, invest again for the next season. And can I encourage you, if you're new to church, you are standing on the, sacrifice, on the shoulders of sacrifice of other people. If you're new to church, other people sacrifice so you can come and be here, be a part of this. A lot of people have sacrificed and given and pulled up the goods of faith to give and sow so you can be here and be part of church. Don't ever forget that. We can't take it for granted. Sometimes we think, oh, it just all falls out of the sky from angels. No, no, no. It happens because faithful people sacrifice, take their place in their part. And uh, a lot of you right now are sitting on their sacrifice, to be honest. So this is your moment. If you're new, what a great moment to come. Because you're going to invest into your future and invest into your uh, life, invest into your family's life, invest into your friends' lives who will come and this will be their spiritual home. What a great opportunity. And... Uh, when I declared the year to invest, I felt like it was really what God was saying, and I still feel like what God's saying. COVID came along, and they were like, hang on, what's happening? But I believe that through our faithful giving and putting God first in this area, we've been watching people who, one person lost their job and said, oh my gosh, I lost my job, da, da, da. and one of our leaders said to them, listen, trust God. It's our year to invest. Believe God. The next day, they got a, offered a better job with more money the next day in this season. So can I encourage everybody, believe God's best and believe in the middle of uh, challenges, in the middle of difficulties, uh, God's word is true. And I like it. I haven't got the scripture. For you. I'm, I'm out of place, you guys. don't know if you're going to find it. But Psalm 37, verse 18 and 19, Benjamin said it to us yesterday. The Lord knows the day of the blameless and their inheritance will continue forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil. And in the days of famine, they'll have plenty and be satisfied. Hello, they'll have plenty and be satisfied. So God wants his people to prosper. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. And uh, I want to encourage you to believe for that. If you think, oh no, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in prosperity. I don't believe in that kind of thing. Listen, I came, my, my family started out in the wealthy area in Sydney. We end up in the poorest areas. My father drank and drank us into poverty. I end up in poverty and brokenness. If, and you're, if you think that's fine, you need to realize if I did not get rid of that, you are not sitting in this building today. We are not having a service next door today. My wife and I both had to say, Lord, help us to change our negative, small, poverty thinking that life handed us through, my, particularly through my dad's alcoholism. I had to change my thinking so you can sit here. Otherwise, every time we got near anything like this, I would have said, oh, no, no, we can't do that. Oh, no, can't do that. No, I don't believe in God blessing you. No, I don't believe in prospering you. No, no. I would have blocked all this. So this church is, these buildings are gone. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So this is gone. It's gone. So I had to go, Lord, so you had to go help us to change and believe your word that, Lord, you want us to prosper now, not just for ourselves. And prosperity, by the way, for me is not just money. Some of you go, oh, money. No. It's emotional prosperity, physical prosperity, spiritual prosperity, relational prosperity. It is financial prosperity. But all of that happens because we then go, Lord, I want to sow and give and do it your way. And in doing it God's way, you begin to see the miraculous. So the word invest means to entrust, means to buy into, it means to devote, provide for, supply, Devote one's time to a particular undertaking with the expectation of a reasonable result. I'm believing for better than a reasonable result, Lincoln Lane. I'm believing for a great result. 
I'm believing for an incredible result in your life and in my life. And God's economy is sowing and reaping. As we sow, God says you're going to reap. As you sow, you're going to reap. I came into the kingdom 39 years ago as a broken teenager, so did my wife. And uh, we came into God's house. We went from Christian backgrounds. We were just like, well, I hope this works. Hope God's real. <laughs> hope, God, you might do something. Not sure if you're there. Some people seem to talk about you. Apparently, two billion people follow you. So actually, for all the IQ people, intellectually, I opened my mind to the fact that there's two billion people and more throughout history follow this one man who ministered for three years, lived for three years, travel, never traveled more than 100 miles. So I intellectually had to give him some credibility for that. And the fact that people followed him today. So I said, okay, God, if you're real, come into my life. You've got a purpose for me. I'll have that. Thank you. And if eternal life's real, yeah, I'll take that too because I don't want to get to the end of my life, go into eternity and find I'm lost without you. So that was all intellectual, but then I opened my heart. And in opening my heart, God came into my life. And I want to encourage you about the church that we're sowing into. This is a local church. The Bible talks about local churches in the book of Revelation particularly. Paul wrote letters to local churches. But what I have come to understand is God's church is supernatural. Supernatural. In one generation, God took me from poverty and brokenness, a broken spirit, a broken soul, a broken mind, broken thinking, to a new life, new hope, new destiny. And on Friday night, I was watching uh, my youngest son preaching. I now sit down and watch my young son preach. And gee, he's a good preacher. That was a great message on Friday night. Jordan preached a great message. And uh, as I was sitting there watching Jordan preach, thinking, gee, I wish I could preach like that when I was his age. <laughs> Mine was absolute rubbish at that age. And uh, it's such, such a good message. But I was taken back to being 18 years old again. And I was like, Lord, look what you've done through your church in one generation. You took me from poverty, brokenness, all those things, to new life. Now I'm watching my sons, the three of them, not just attend church, everybody, can I just say to all the dads right now, getting your children to church is 101. It's the, ba the bottom line. That's, uh, that's just, we aim for that naturally. But God has called you not to just get into church. It's to get them and help them get to their destiny. So Friday night, I watched Jordan preach, and I'm thinking, Lord, thank you that your prosperity is not just financial. It's prosperity of heart, soul, and mind in that here's my son up now in his destiny, walking in his purpose and plan. Sean leading creatively, leading praise and worship. He's in his destiny. My middle son's business guy, works for one of the politicians here in the state. He, uh, sorry, federal politicians. He's in his destiny. They love Jesus and they're in his house. God's house is supernatural. It's about pulling you into, his, into your purpose, your plan. The gifts and talents God gave you are an indicator to what God has for you. Everybody just look at me for a minute. The gifts you have in your life are not just, wow, you got lucky through the generations, climbed out of the primordial soup <laughs> at the beginning of time, and here you are. No, you're made in the image of God with gifts and talents, and God's trying to bring them out. And so as you invest, and as we invest into God's kingdom, God begin to bring out our gifts and our talents. God's house is supernatural. Everybody, if you think that God's not supernatural, I didn't get out of that life because I thought good thoughts and saw a counselor. <laughs> and I did need to do both of those, by the way. But I got out of that life because God's house is supernatural. 
And I love it in our church. There's so many of us coming from different backgrounds, different countries. Some of us have come in with real issues. And many of us are changed and being changed. So as you sow into God's house, you are helping stoke the miracles. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6 to 7, uh, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Listen, the Bible tells us God's wanting to give the increase. Talking here, it's talking about, you know, building God's house, building God's church. God gives the increase. But Paul still said, I planted. He still said, Apollos watered. So God says, I'm trying to bring increase to your life, to your family, to your children, to your grandchildren, to our community, to our city. He said, I'm going to bring the increase, but you've got to plant and you've got to water. And we're doing that in our heart for the house offering to our giving. And Jesus said in John 4, he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Jesus is saying there, everybody, my sustenance, that which uh, nurtures me, that which sustains me, that which brings nutrition spiritually to me is to do the will of God. So when we say, Lord, help me to do your will, you actually get fulfillment that Mick Jagger couldn't get. <laughs> you get a whole lot of fulfillment. You get a whole lot of, uh, you know, fruitfulness comes to your life. I think there's so many people on planet Earth that are just lost and wondering, what, where, what's it about? Why am I here? Hope this works. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. Relationships. Hope she works. Hope he works. Listen, with God, Sue and I discovered you follow God and God is leading you to the right relationships. He's leading you to the right job. He's leading you to the destiny. And I just watched my little Joel, my grandson, be born. And I thought, wow, little Joel, you've been set up for blessing, bro. Because in one generation, God has rescued you. My boys all love Jesus, walking his purpose. So there is a double portion anointing on Joel. He's coming to the world with love. He's coming to the world into a great church family. He's coming to the world into a supernatural house. What is he going to be doing? It's a double portion, I'm telling you right now, because that's what God plans is that as we serve him, the generations get stronger. They get better. They get more blessed. And I'm watching Jordan. I've got to keep up with his preaching because he's so jolly good. They're getting stronger. But who planted, who sowed, who watered? Oh, that's right. I'm nothing. <laughs> anyway. You know, God will call, can call you something long before you become it. God can call you something long before you come it. In fact, God does call you something long before you come it. He will often call you something you're not ready for. He'll call you a man when you're a boy. He'll call you a mother while you're still a virgin, Mary. God will call you something long before it's in your life. He'll call you a king while you're still a kid, David. He'll call you victorious when you're defeated. If you're defeated right now, I believe that Jesus is declaring over your life, you are victorious. You are victorious. Seasons come and seasons go. Come on, you are victorious. You may feel defeated now, but seasons come and seasons go. If you're on the train in a dark tunnel, don't get off the train in the tunnel there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Just stay. Keep walking with God. If you're coming out of a broken life, stay and stand. Come on, we need some stayers and some standers in Jesus' name. 
He'll call you healed, everybody in Lincoln Lane, while you have various symptoms. He'll call you delivered while you are yet stumbling in sin. God will call you delivered while you're yet stumbling in sin. And here's another thought talking about the importance of God's supernatural call. When you realize that you are valuable to God, when you realize that you're valuable in God's plan, sin starts to drop off you because the value that God places on you just rises and increases. The enemy tries to keep us in sin because we feel bad about us. Says, oh, I'm no good. I'm bad. I'm a failure. And God says, no, you're my son. No, you're my daughter. No, you are more than a conqueror. You are victorious. And uh, when God speaks that over us, everybody, I want to encourage you, let that get on the inside and tell yourself, I'm too valuable for this small life. I'm too valuable for this thing that's trying to trip me up right now. I am too valuable. So God's speaking incredible things to us as individuals. Imagine what God is declaring over Global Heart Church corporately. God already sees our future. God already sees where we're going. So can you imagine what God is saying about us corporately when He speaks such things about us individually? And where there's unity, the Lord commands the blessing. This week gone, we just had uh, Steve Scrimger here from Compassion. He's the Compassion State Representative. Uh, Many of you know we sponsor a 1,000 children in Rwanda, and we also sponsor children around the world. I know people have children in other places. My, uh, one of my uh, daughters, Compassion daughters in Rwanda contacted me to let me know in the last floods that just happened, her house was washed away and her nine goats have been killed. So she's now having to live with somebody in the village. So right now in Rwanda, everybody, there's real challenges happening. We're going to try and locate this week the actual areas involved. I know you've, a lot of you got children you're sponsoring in Rwanda. Um, and so Compassion has to, had to move a lot of their programs they're doing with children and they've gone into survival mode. So they're having to make sure the children now, because they've also, also got COVID lockdown around the world, so they're having to get the water, the food, get past governments, get this to make sure the children are being cared for. But one of the great things is Global Heart Church, we are called to cause great ripples. You are called to cause great ripples. We are called to cause ripples that impact not just Perth, I believe, but Melbourne and the rest of the world in Jesus' name. So Steve comes in, and when Steve came... Uh, when we had our Compassion Weekend, when we hit 1,000, I said to Steve, who, as I said, he's the WA representative here for Compassion with us. I said, Steve, use this to get other people to help the children. There's so many children in need. There are so many children. Uh, Rwanda still has got something like 30 to 40% of children are still stunted in the rural areas in their growth and development. So there's many places, not just Rwanda, but around the world, Asia, South America, where there's challenges for the children. So I said, take the story, do something with it. And, uh, and uh, he said, oh, okay, I'll take the challenge. I said, if we need to help you with a story, talk to us. He said, no, 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 I know your story well. Anyway, Steve went and told the story around Western Australia. Listen, everybody. He told your story. If you're sponsoring children through Rwanda, uh, uh, through Compassion, particularly, obviously, Rwanda's have been our main focus. He told the story. Listen, 100 churches signed up for Compassion because of the story coming out of Global Heart Church. 100 churches. 100 churches. Now, we've been able to sponsor 1,000 children, but imagine if those 100 churches sponsored 100 children each. According to my mathematics, that's 10,000 children. From that, ripples reverberating around Western Australia now. 
God wants us to understand that together there are great positive ramifications. You know, history is littered, everybody, with attempts at utopian societies. This is going to be the society that's going to work. This is going to be the one that's going to, this is going to happen. Gurus have risen up and started communes. This will be it. Communism's come. Socialism's come. Marxism's come. Pol Pot has come. They've all come, but they've failed. They've failed. The only institution that continues to bring people together of all ages and all nationalities is one. It's called the church. It's called the church because a lot of people have intellect. I know better. I'll organize this society. I'll develop this. But you can be intellectual and be as dumb as a brick (laughs) because I discovered it's not about intellect. It's about wisdom. It's not about intellect. It's about wisdom. And there's a lot of intellectual people who are unable to produce much from their life. But when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, which is in our church, which is in local churches, the power of the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom on what to do. I was just telling Naveen in the break, in the, in the break uh, Ben Carsons, who is uh, he's a black politician in America, wonderful Christian, also one of America's top neurosurgeons. They said to him, what do you do before you're doing a major operation? He was separating conjoined twins. And he said, and they said, what do you do the night before? He said, I asked the Holy Spirit to show me what to do. What wisdom and what humility. Everybody, I hate racism, by the way, in the middle of all this situation. Now, I hate it. It's evil. But here's what I do know. Without the fatherhood of God, there can never truly be the brotherhood of man. Without the fatherhood of God, there can never truly be the brotherhood of man. Because Jeremiah says our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Who can know them? So it doesn't matter what person you put up, what to speak. Somebody's going to talk on this. Intellects get together. Good luck, people. Because without the fatherhood of God, there can never truly be the brotherhood of man. Thank God we have a brotherhood at Global Heart Church. Thank God we have sisterhood every week. The church is a shared journey. And I love it. The second part of 1 Timothy 3, verse 15, the second part says, This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of the truth. It's where the body comes together. Jesus said in John 2, Zeal for your house is consuming me. It's eating me up. I'm so passionate, God, for your house. The ecclesia, which is who we are, which is the congregation of believers, The actual word ecclesia in the Greek actually means called out ones. If you've been born again, like I have been, if you became a Christian, the Bible says you actually called out. What does that mean? Now, being religious is totally different to being a Christian who's put their faith in Christ. You can be religious and do something religiously. I can do lots of things religiously. But being born again by the Holy Spirit means God called you out, out of a broken life, out of a selfish life, out of an old life, and into a new way. God has called us out of our old way into a new way. And now the Bible says we are living stones in 1 Peter. We're living stones. We're alive. These living stones making up the house of God, making up the house of God at Global Heart Church. We are an alive, living, moving, breathing, supernatural, blessed home, house, (laughs) family of God in Jesus' name. Friday night, I started writing out while Jody was talking just a couple of things about the house of God. And uh, let me just read some of the things that I thought about the house of God. What does it bring? I wrote a few more things this morning. It 
It's grace is poured out. Grace is poured out in the house of God. Shackles are broken off. Hope is experienced. Truth is uncovered, Lincoln Lane. God's Word is taught and upheld. Support is experienced. Destiny connections are made. Lives are refreshed. Strangers become family. Victims become victors. It's where gifts and talents are discovered, where a multitude meet Jesus. Destinies are declared. Destinies are unleashed. Bodies are healed. The humble are raised high. The proud are laid low. Divine connections are made. Families are created. This is the house of God, everybody. Our emotions are brought to life. People are given the opportunity to start again. It's where thinking begins to be healed. It's where lives are launched and relaunched. It's where spiritual insights are gained. It's where people of all the nations become part of His eternal nation, heaven. Hearts and lives are strengthened. Life memories are made and listen generations are forever and blessed and changed in a thing called the church. Hello, the church. Come on, God's church. The last thought, everybody here in Winton Road and everybody in Lincoln Lane, my heart for the house offering says this. It says, I value you, God. I value your house. I value your people. And I value myself. Everybody, let's today realize this is an important moment and all the things I just declared is what you're a part of. There is nothing else on the planet like the house of God. We are privileged to be a part of it today in Jesus' name. Can we stand up, everybody? Can we stand up, everybody in Lincoln Lane? You can stand up and join with me as well. Can we close our eyes right now? Numbers of people in the last service were giving their life to Christ or rededicating their life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity through a short prayer and through a simple prayer today. That's what happened to me. I prayed a short prayer, simple prayer, but there was power in that prayer to connect me with God. Can I encourage everybody, there's power here to connect you with God, for you to leave our service today knowing, you know what, my eternal life is right with God. I've got peace with God. If you need to come back to God today already, welcome home. Welcome back. We welcome you back to the kingdom of God. So with every eye closed, just as an acknowledgement so I can see who's being included in the prayer, I'm not going to point to you. I'm not going to speak to you. I'm not going to anything. I just want to know you're saying, yeah, include me in that prayer, Pastor Jared. More importantly, for God to see your response as well. Response is everything. Everybody in Lincoln Lane and everybody in Winton Road with our eyes closed on the count of three, if that's you, you're saying, Pastor Jared, please include me in that prayer. I need Jesus in my life. I didn't know this is what the church was about. I didn't know that a salvation was so important. I didn't know salvation could be had. But I want to receive it today. If you're coming back to God as well, I want you to slip your hand up and join these hands today. And let's see people come to know Jesus Christ. Receive Him and uh, receive the power of His salvation today. So on the count of three, if that's you, everybody, with every eye closed, one, someone's getting a miracle. Two, I pray it's you. Three. That's you. Start raising them up. God bless you there. That's awesome. Straight away. Love it when people respond straight away. It's so powerful. Who else right now say, yeah, pray for me as well. In Lincoln Lane, just raise them up high right now. Raise them up high. Raise it up. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? That's awesome. Just raise it up high. Just got one more moment. That's you. All right. Those who raise your hand, just pray after me. And uh, everybody in Lincoln Lane, you pray after me too and follow me in this prayer. If you're a believer, actually, you can join me in praying too. Here we go. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus and I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, set me free. 
I put all my faith in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Jesus, help me now to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, can we give all those people a big congratulations? And let's just thank the Lord as well, everybody. Just thank the Lord right now too. Let's really thank God. If you prayed that prayer on the way out the door, do tell one of our pastors who will be near the door, hey, I prayed that prayer today, and they'll just be able to congratulate you in this decision in Christ, which will be awesome. Um, what I'm going to ask everybody to do right now is in Lincoln Lane and also here, if any of you are, the pastors are here in this service, any of our eldership, our vision team, you guys come up, your wives can come, husbands can come, uh, and also in Lincoln Lane, come up on the stage. We're just going to pray over everybody. Can you just grab your hub for the house giving slip, everyone? Just can you grab that? We're just going to pray over it. We're in unity. We're doing this together. Together, we're seeing God's miracles. Together, generations are changing. Together, your friends, your family, your life's being impacted. I don't say this much, but I do believe there's something about this offering that's about taking us to a new level, to a new level. Sometimes the only way out of poverty is to give your way out. I gave my way out of poverty. That's not how, how I got it. We gave our way out of it. I'm like, how am I going to get out of this poverty? And God's like, give. So and that's what we did, and we got out of poverty. Can I encourage everybody? This is supernatural. It's a supernatural house. Let's give and let's sow, and let's ask God to speak to us. Don't miss out on the fun in your life. Some of you are like, Pastor, I'm a Christian, I'm bored. That's because you won't ever ask God, what do I need to do? Come on, ask Him, what do I need to do? And let God answer, and as you follow through, it becomes like, wow, Lord, what's happening here internally and externally? Okay, team, put your hands out towards our, everybody in our Winton Road service. Everybody on the Lincoln Lane stage, pastors and vision team, can you just stretch your hands out over everybody in church? Let's just pray today for our half of the house offering. Well, Lord, thank you, Father, that God, you love your church. You love your house. Lord, we cannot count the immeasurable prosperity there is in being in your house, being saved, Lord, all that we receive, all that you do in and through our lives. Father, I pray, give everybody a fresh revelation. And Lord, we just pray over our church today, Father, here, around the world, Zambia and Germany as well. Father, we just pray up in, in Germany, Father, touch them, Lord, speak to everybody. Lord, in uh, Lusaka, we just pray, Father, touch them, God. Fill everybody with faith, Lord, in this supernatural house that you've planted us in. And I pray, Lord, right across our service, Father, bless everybody, anoint everybody. Father, let us see with new eyes what we've not seen before. And Father, I pray as we ask you, what's our part? Father, Lord, as you speak to us, help us to follow through. Lord, I thank you for fun days. Thank you for exciting days. Thank you for supernatural days for everybody, Lord, as we sow, Father, and see our church go forward. Lord, thank you for the ripple effects from this offering. Thank you, Lord, for the ripple effects. Lord, the reverberations, Lord, around Western Australia. Lord, around Australia now with Global Heart Church going to Melbourne, but, Father, also around the world. Bless everybody here, Father, at home. Global Heart at home. Everybody, Lord, here in Perth. Bless our family here, Lord, abundantly now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You can be seated, everybody. God bless you. And what's going to happen is our ushers in line with our government guidelines. Uh, we're going to just let them uh, come through. The team's just going to lead us in worship for a moment, and uh, they're going to come through. If you're ready to go, 
you can place your Heart for the House offering in today. Um, otherwise, you can do it uh, at the end of the service. And as I said, there'll be containers at the door. Or if you're like, you know what, I really need to get serious with the Lord this week and I haven't had time to do that. I know when that happens. Then do it in the week and then we'll also be doing it again. Give you that opportunity next weekend in Jesus' name. All right, so team, come and lead us.